Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited for you to join us today. To find out more about us, visit highway.com.au. Okay, here I just want to share a couple of verses with you and then we're going to get right into it and uh, believe God for outstanding miracles and breakthrough tonight. Amen? And um, I just... uh, I just really want to thank people tonight, though, before I get started, because it is an honour for Julia and I to be here. It's a great honour, and um, and we love Highway. It's you're all part of our family. Do you feel like you're part of our family? Yeah, you're all honestly, and I really mean that. I mean, uh, the whole Graham family is like our family, and I've hung out with them for years. Julia and I have hung out with them for years. Actually, tonight we've got our two grand, uh, a couple of our granddaughters here, yeah. Taylor and Rose. <laughs> Stand up, girls. <laughs> nah, they don't want to stand up, right? They're scared the boys will see them or whatever, however that works. I don't know how that really works. Um, but anyway, here we are. Um, I want to specifically take a moment, though, to thank Pastor Byron and Anne and your great team, okay? Churches like this don't just happen. You know that. They don't just happen, and, and there's a freedom in here. And there's a, there's a, I want to just say something about this church. There's a real authenticity here. And I want to thank you for your authentic worship and praise. Not every church I go to is authentic as this. All right? I know you're looking surprised, but that's how it is, all right? There's an incredible, authentic touch of God's presence in this place. And uh, boy, thank you, Jesus, for that. Because we want the reality of God's love in our lives, okay? And I know that who's responsible for that is great senior pastors. And we honor Pastor Byron and Ann uh, tonight. And we, we thank you, guys. Awesome. They're awesome. And they are the, the essence of authenticity. And uh, so I just love them. I love them. I love hanging with them. And uh, the great thing, when we hang together, we're pretty much the same as hanging together as we are right here. So it's not like weird stuff. We have to be different in each circumstance. And I love that. We've got to be authentic in the kingdom. This morning I talked about um, uh, the church. And uh, you are the church. And the best way you'll ever be the church is just be the real you. (laughs) Just be the real you. And when the real you shows up, the power of God. Because we're all going through stuff. We're all going through. That's why the weapons we fight with are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of stronghold. Because we're all going through stuff. That's why I talk about the spirit realm, man. I want to be familiar in that realm so that I know how to activate the power of God at any given moment. Because you will be called on. And you will be in environments. And and when you're around people who are suffering and, and shackled, we need to have stuff that can break through, guys. We need to have some power that can break through and loose people and get some joy into people and get some victory into people so we can live the full life that God. You know, Jesus said in John 10, 10, I didn't come that you'd have a shackled, dull, dead, shackled up, bound up religious life. He, came, he said, I came to set you free. And I came to give you a powerful breakthrough key that can unlock the power of God in any given circumstance. So you need to realize that there is a spirit realm. That's why I talked about just a minute ago the, the photo flying through the air because I think sometimes we don't realize that in the supernatural realm there's incredible breakthrough and power for us. And I want you to snatch it. Sometimes you've got to snatch it. You've got to get a bit violent. Heaven suffers violence and the violence take it by force. And your miracle and your breakthrough is sometimes just in breaking through and pushing down those barriers. Amen? 
It's, it's like, man, don't just sit there and wait. Even tonight, um, don't just sit there and wait for that. But let's be participants. Participant, which means you need to kind of, pre- I don't think preaching was ever meant to be like a lecture, um, lecture theatre. I think preaching's meant to be sort of a two-way thing. Yeah, yeah, I've got that. Yeah, I hate what you just said. I disagree with what you said. I've got to battle with that. I'll be wrestling with that for the next week to try and get some breakthrough in there. But so that we start to think a bit about God, I want to go to another level and I want to live in that level. I mean, there are angels in here tonight, okay? And don't get weird about it either. Don't get weird about it. There are just angels in here. I mean, I've been around people who just get really weird about that, and next thing it's all gone to custard because it's just weird. But there are angels. I mean, I've had, sometimes it's like keep it simple. Just keep it simple. If it, if it becomes some sort of a weird offline strategic strategy of doctrine that nobody can sort of agree with you on, then it's weird, all right? Just get it simple that a kid can go with you on it, all right? If a kid can get it with you, it's probably good. That's why I love kids, you know. Sometimes it's better hanging out with the kids because if they think it's weird, they'll just tell you that's weird, you know. <laughs> and, uh, but nonetheless, kids can sometimes see stuff that we miss out on completely. I was in a meeting like this one night, and a little girl gets up and starts walking down the middle row in a meeting is some, about the same size as this, actually, and walks down the middle aisle, and she's pointing at me, and I thought she's pointing at me, but she was pointing apparently at the angel standing behind me. And when she got there, she said, oh, there's an angel standing behind you. And it's like, like my hair might already be standing up, but it sure was that night, all right? And uh, I was, you could feel the presence of, 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 of God in the place. I, I don't know. Let's get acquainted with feeling and experiencing the presence of God. I don't want to live in the natural realm. I need the presence of God. I need to have it simply because I'm a walking. I don't walk by normal. I walk by faith, not by sight. That's what Paul, I don't walk by sight. I don't walk by the natural realm. I walk by faith in the living power of the Son of God. And it's all over this place tonight. And let's step into that a little more. And let's believe for ourselves when we've got pain, when we've got issues and circumstances. Let's step into that realm. When that little girl came out that night, she, I think she was 12 years old, actually. And she came out and she told me that there's an angel standing behind you. And I was like, man, I mean, what do you do with that? In the middle of a meeting, you were the preacher and now you're a redundant. And, uh, and, uh, and so I just said to her, man, that's awesome. I think we should get you to pray for everybody. <laughs> She's the one seeing angels. And, uh, and anyway, then she turned around and she said, there's a whole bunch there. And people just started falling over all over the meeting, just started falling over. And, and she just was pointing out angels and boom, 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 people falling. And then I said, this is a good time for a, a healing altar call. So people all came forward, an old lady came forward on a walking machine like this, and she stood right about there, and this little girl went out, and they can't push people over either, kids. Kids don't push people over, they just can barely touch. And she touched this lady about where her belly button is, and uh, the lady, I don't know, I think she might have been in her late 70s, but over she went, over the walker went, over went everything, and it sounded like every bone in her body could have broke when she hit the deck because there was no catches, because who would expect a little girl to be able to push someone over? And so when she went down, nobody caught her, and she just crashed to the ground. And I could hear bones, literally, like lawsuits and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> and, 
But this elderly lady, I think she was 78 from memory, sprung to her feet like a teenager, more, more spring in her than some of you guys actually, and sprung to her feet like a teenager and started racing around the church screaming out, I've just been healed. And so we had a revival meeting. And so, so now you don't get weird about that and you don't go starting getting weird. You just build that into your faith level that there is a supernatural realm that God is operating in that he wants to unshackle us and set us free in Jesus' name. So get ready for it tonight, amen? So uh, I want to give you a couple of verses and we're just going to get into a quick bit of the word and then we're going to pray for everybody. I, I want to anoint you tonight. I want to anoint every person in the house. This morning I spoke, you are the church. Do you remember that message? How many were here this morning? Okay, a few that weren't here this morning. If you weren't here this morning, let's just see your hand. Oh, yeah, you must come from Gil, Gil, Gilston. Gilston. Yay, welcome to the Gilston people. The Gilston people. Okay, give them a huge hand clap. It's good to have them in the house tonight. <laughs> Did my beautiful wife, Julia, tear it up this morning? Yeah, okay, fantastic. That's awesome. So tonight, I want you to get ready. This morning, I spoke about you are the church, and I want to anoint you tonight to have power to literally be the church. Because not of yourselves. It's not like how sharp can I get? What lessons can I learn? How many years can I go to Bible college to learn this stuff? It's all about the anointing of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. It's all about God's power, okay? It's not natural power. It's not ordinary. It's God's power living in you that brings and awakens the world around you and brings change, all right? You can't walk into a room and adjust the atmosphere just with you. But when you've got the power of God living in you, we talked this morning, he fills the whole room and he can change the atmosphere. I think you'd agree with me. Some of us have been in rooms that have been dark rooms and light rooms. And we know the difference. And the thing is to become a changer of the atmosphere. And then we become the church and we transform the world in Jesus' name. Because I believe God wants revival. He's probably just waiting on us, all right? And so get ready for that to happen in your life and be prepared for God to stir something in your spirit tonight. So we're going to anoint you. I'm believing for the power of God to come on you. Pretty much it's whatever you need, actually, that God will do. Pretty much it's like, if you need a miracle tonight, come on that altar call. If you need, I mean, whatever you need, God is an incredible miracle-working God. I think in the Western world, we sometimes have a lot of needs that become irrelevant when we start thinking about not me, but everybody else. In fact, one of the quickest ways to get a miracle, let me just add, throw, this is a throwaway comment, but one of the quick ways to get a miracle is stop thinking about me and start thinking about others. I remember when I was being discipled, if you've ever been discipled, I had a coach in my life when I became a Christian. He was not a nice man, and I didn't select him, Okay. I was given a coach, which is horrible because I didn't actually literally like the guy. I didn't agree with him completely. But they said to me when I became a Christian, they said, you need a coach. And I didn't know how they could notice that. I thought I pretty much had it together. And, uh, but they said, you need a coach. And they, they said, well, there's your coach right there. And he wasn't a good-looking person or anything. He was just another guy. And um, first thing he said to me, he said, on Wednesday morning, we're going out to breakfast and you're paying. That was his first coaching lesson to me. And he said, I'll coach you in that lesson. And two or three lessons down the road, I remember it was about the third lesson, he said to me, next Wednesday, 
not only paying, but bringing your paycheck so I can see how much you earn each week. And you know where that's going. That made me really mad. I'm a brand new Christian, okay? That's when we're a brand new Christian. Then, then I became a breakthrough believer, okay? I became solid in the Word. I became um, uh, equipped with the armor of God. I was a soldier in the kingdom. And then I remember one day I was going through some battles and I got depressed. Anybody ever been depressed? Just being open with you. Got depressed, okay, as a Christian, got depressed. And I remember going and seeing him and I said, man, and he said to me, what's happening in your life? I said, well, I'm really depressed. And he said, this is what his comment was to me. Been thinking about ourselves a lot lately, have we? I got healed in the next three seconds. Pretty much never been depressed since. And, I, and, and, he, and he gave me a lesson. His lesson was, if you're like Jesus who came and gave his life for others, and if you're always focused on others, if it's always about others, you'll find you live in a greater level of victory every day of your life. And right across here tonight, I want to just say some of the issues that we're fighting. I mean, right now, and, and the Kurdish Christians are right now being murdered and tortured for their faith well, we can easily lift our hands. And even then, do I really feel like I want to lift my hands? Well, man, we've got the freedom in this nation just to worship God and step right into His presence and don't underestimate it. You know, it's like a privilege to be able to worship. And so that's why I'm thanking these guys tonight because there's a couple of things that are important in my life and I, I should be into the Word, but here we go. And we will get there. Is this okay, Pastor Byron? <laughs> and uh, I'm trying to get there. But you know what I found in life? That if you can thank people, it's one of the most powerful things of breakthrough in your life. Develop a whole heart of thanksgiving. And first of all, to God. Because David said that, didn't he? He said, I will enter your gates with thanksgiving. So God, we want to thank you. We enter the gates. And then we get into the holy of holies and into the presence of God with our praise. So praise and thanksgiving are very important. So let's just give God a praise right now. Come on, let's give a take a praise break. God, you're worthy. We give you all the praise. You're a miracle-working God in Jesus' name. Somebody in this house, let me tell you right now, somebody literally, you said, I am going to praise God right there. And you, it's not natural to you, but you made it happen. And you got out of your body. And here's what I just saw. I saw this vision in the spirit there. I saw it. It was actually a woman I saw, actually. And I saw it's like pain and grief and, and, and trouble resting on your life. And when you began to praise, God showed me the other side of the scale getting filled with praise and everything else lifting off your life. That's for somebody in this house tonight. And it just lifted off. Because sometimes we want someone to lay hands on us, but sometimes it's with our voice we begin to worship and praise God and it shifts the scales and the enemy has no authority any longer in life. This is the spirit realm we're talking about right now. And you've got the victory in Jesus' name all across this place tonight. And that goes not just tonight, but right into next week. Here we go. Let's give a, bit, a couple of Bible verses and then we're, we're away. Are you okay? Yeah. Isaiah chapter 66. And I uh, want to read it to you. It's in verse 1 and 2, Isaiah 66. This is what the Lord says. All right, that's always a good call, isn't it? This is what the Lord says. So we're in church. That's a good word. This is what the Lord says, heaven is my throne, the earth is my footstool, where is the house that you will build for me? 
This is all about the church, really, when you think about it. Where is the house you'll build for me? God's saying, hey, what, what dwelling place are you going to build? He goes on, he says, where will my resting place be? Has not my hand made all these things? Oh, what a day we live in right now where it's global warming and all that kind of bull we're talking about. And we start to worship the creation rather than the creator. That's what that's all about. We've got our whole focus off the creator and onto creation. When we focus on God, he puts it all into his order. It's all in his word. That's why don't throw this book away because I think it's irrelevant anymore. This is the book of books that explains the whole story. And it's all in there and you can get freedom and victory and hope and peace. And man, you can go out here tonight with peace that you never had before simply by just putting this into your life. Get the word of God into you. It might sound simple, but here's what he says. Where will my resting place be? Has not my hand made all these things? And so they came into being, declares the Lord. That's how it all happened. God created it with his mouth. So you don't think he can keep it in order long enough for us to be here? You don't think he's got a plan for you and I on this planet? Obviously, let's look after the planet. I'm all for that. But I believe right now, let's worship the God of creation, not the creation itself. We worship the God. That's why it's got all weird today and we're thinking God's in all this stuff around, and he is, but let's not worship the creation. Let's worship the creator. Hallelujah. That's what we're about, worshiping the God who can set you free. First thing God did, he created the earth. Then it says he rested. Is that true? True? Then he created man and he rested. Then he created the woman, and we've all been working ever since. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. That's not in the Bible. Anyway, let's get back to the Word of God, all right? Because that's not going down good. Okay? But God is saying here, where is the house you will build me? Then in verse 2, he says this. These are the ones I look on with favor, those who are humble and contrite in spirit who tremble at my word. Never, ever underestimate the word of God. It is powerful. It will bring freedom into your life and it will set you free, okay? Ephesians 1.18, Paul said these words. He said, Lord, open the eyes of our understanding. I'm praying tonight that the eyes of your understanding would be open so you can understand the spirit realm in a greater realm so that you'd be more effective in the kingdom of God. And how will that happen? Make room for God. So I want to title my message tonight simply and very simply just making room for God in your world. Because that to me is one of the most incredible keys that you'll ever discover and ever be involved in. There's a story in 2 Kings chapter 4. I won't go there because of time. But in 2 Kings chapter 4, it talks about a woman. She's a Shunammite woman. And the Bible says she lived on the edge of town. And uh, on the edge of town, on the edge. Some of you right now are on the edge of something, incidentally. You're on the edge of your greatest moment in life. Some of you are on the edge today of a breakthrough. Tonight, you're on the edge of a breakthrough. Because it happens supernaturally in meetings like this, that breakthrough happens. So you're on the edge of this woman lived on the edge of town she noticed that there was a prophet he was a prophet Elisha would walk past her place every month or so he would do his priestly circuit and he would walk past her house this woman recognized the man of God she recognized God was in this man it'd be a little bit like God's passing by you and tonight let's not underestimate the presence of God is all over this place the power of God now it's very easy just to sit there 
pick your fingernails, twiddle your thumbs, or focus on what's your next Facebook, how many likes you got today, all of that stuff. But we can shift our focus and recognize God is in the house. You cannot have worship like that and not have God in the house. And so we want to understand that this woman recognized, and she says to her husband, I don't know why he didn't recognize it. He somehow missed it. But she says, hang on a minute, um, babe. That's what Julia would say to me. And uh, hang on a minute, babe. I've just noticed there's a man of God. He's a holy man. And it would be like God was passing by their house. And she said, we're not going to let him just pop in for a coffee any longer and move on. We're going to make room for him in our lives. And I love this woman. I love the, the action she's at because she says, let's build a room for him. And you can read it for yourself later on. It's in 2 Kings chapter 4, and it's the most amazing story. And she talks about how she didn't just add a room onto the house, onto the side, or out the back somewhere. It doesn't say that she cleared out one of the old rooms and made a little bit of room in there for him. It says this, that she literally ripped the ceiling out of her house. Now, it's, it's so many people I meet have got a ceiling over their lives. It can be a ceiling. It can be negativity. It can be doubt. It can be fear. It can be lack of understanding of the simple truths of the gospel. But there's a ceiling sometimes can stop us having breakthrough in our lives into the presence of God. And I believe tonight there are miracles in here without a shadow of doubt. I am a walking, living miracle, okay? If you had a look at my x-ray today, my x-ray still says that I should be unable to do almost anything I do. I've got a, my, my spine is cr spinal cord is crushed. The bones are still broken around it, mended there, of course, but the spinal cord is too thin for me to feel no pain, no restriction in my life. But the ceiling over my word would be the doctor's words, if you like. The ceiling over my life is, hey, you can't really do that. You can't do bungee jumping. You can't go skiing. You can't do this and that and the next thing because of the state of your body. But I look at the Word of God and it says, you don't walk by sight, you walk by faith in the Word of God. So it's a whole different realm. It's the realm of the supernatural. I'm, I'm watching what God's doing, not what things are happening around me. I'm, I would sooner trust God. You see, if we start to trust our circumstances, we get messed up. We get messed up. We get, it's a bit like my coach said to me, been thinking about yourself a lot lately, have you? And it lifted my sight. It made me forever lift my sight. Don't think about you. Don't. In fact, when something goes wrong, the other day I was in a hotel. I was meant to preach, okay? Staying in a hotel in America, meant to preach. I'm up in my room and I'm trying to get, I'm, I've got the Bible out. I'm like trying to find a message to preach that night. Just couldn't get any clarity on it. And uh, then I started feeling confusion in my mind. You, mental illness is one of the major problems in our world today. I think we're aware of that. Right now, across the planet, mental illness. It's a deadly attack of the enemy to get our focus. And, and now it's all coming to psycho, whatever. And man, the Word of God can set you free, let me tell you. Depression can go. Um, shackles that hold us down can be broken in Jesus' name. I, I'm not just preaching this, I believe it. So I'm in my hotel room and I start to feel depressed and I'm sitting on my little chair by my desk and they're all alone, thousands of miles away from Julia. Otherwise I would have called Julia and I would have said, pray for me, help me get a message together. But she wasn't there, I'm on my own. And I said, God, I need a miracle right here. I'm confused, I'm feeling, I'm really feeling darkness and I'm feeling trapped under it. And you know what came to me? 
go down and find someone and tell them about Jesus. So I walked out of my room, I went down into the foyer, and then I thought I couldn't see anybody. And so then I saw a bunch of people get in the elevator, so I thought I'll go get in the elevator too. So, so I got into the elevator with all these people, and I said, ladies and gentlemen, you're probably wondering why I call this meeting. And uh, I want to tell you, from that, I ended up talking to one man, actually. He was the one guy that didn't get out and disappear. He kept riding with me. And, uh, but I ended up talking to this one guy because he, he, was a, he said, man, that took a bit of guts to do that. And I said, well, really, we live in a world where you either make a stand, because that's what the Bible says, having done all, stand. So the enemy's trying to trouble my mind. I thought, I'll get in your face, devil, and I'll attack your ground, and I'll get a convert out of your territory, and I'll bring back a trophy out of there, because that's what Jesus is all about, going to the cross. He said, I'm going to go down and I'm going to win humanity for you, Father. And I want to tell you right now, let's catch a bit of that. And I want to tell you, depression gone, fear gone. I had a message for the night and my mind got clear as a bell. And I turned up in that church and we had a revival meeting in Jesus' name. So sometimes we've just got to realize the ceiling that's over our world, let's smash that thing out of the way. Are you with me? Smash it out of the way. And I'm telling you tonight, whatever it is, the thought life, your imagination sometimes. It's all those things that can trap us. And it's like, so this woman says, off of the ceiling, a bit like Abraham, you know, God said to Abraham, step out of your tent. If you're depressed about there, there's no miracles happening. You haven't got your son yet. Step out of your tent. Step outside, have a look into the sky and see the wonders of my glory. Count the stars if you can. And so Abraham did that. And next thing you know, he's having miracles. He's inheriting promised land. He's stepping by faith. And now we call him the father of faith. And so the reality is let's remove every ceiling out of our life and go in the power of God. And I really believe tonight there's some of that here. Then it says she even ripped the roof off. So all the shelter of the natural had gone and she builds a room right on top of her house for God to dwell in. I thank God that when Julia and I got born again, we built a room, not on the side. We didn't put him in the back room. We allowed God to live on top of our lives, on top of every thought, on top of every decision, on top of every call. We put God first over every single thing in our life. And you know why I'm grateful for that? Because just like the woman in Two Kings, there came a day when her son died. And every one of us, if we haven't already, will face issues in our lives that require a God intervention. If you haven't now, you will face it. And, and we seem to find, and so this woman had already made a room for God on the top of her life. So when her son died, all she had to do was just put the son on the bed that the resting place of God in her life, and she got her miracle. I want to tell you right now, there are miracles all over this meeting tonight. My question is, have you made a room for God to dwell in your life? Have you shifted some stuff out of the way? The clutter, the mindset, got it out of the way and said, God, I want you to be everything in my world because I want to live for you 100%. 100%. I don't want to be sort of half in and half out, turn up when it's all going well, don't turn up when it's difficult, and, and make a decision that, God, regardless of how I feel, regardless, because it doesn't really matter how you feel, it's a decision you make to worship God. And then you get your breakthrough because breakthroughs are not always easy. Uh, Julia will tell you it took eight months for me to get my body back together after being paralyzed. And yet today I'm free. I have zero pain. 
I have incredible energy. I feel like two 30-year-olds. I am incredibly enthusiastic. And I have put my trust 100% in God. Build a room on top of your world and make room for God. Because here's the funny thing. Julia and I built the room in our lives when everything was cool. Everything was cool. We never had a problem in the world. It was like, it was like our marriage was great. God had done so many miracles. Our marriage was good. Everything's good. We've been married now for 40 years. 45 years. See, it, it's, go, it's so good, I didn't realize it been that long. For some people, it's a prison sentence, but for me, it just feels like a couple of years. It's so good. And so we're living in that realm, and we built this room for God, and we made a we made an altar in our house right beside our bed where we pray every morning. And you just have to give God five minutes every day. But first part of the day, God, I want to give you this round. I want to give you the part of my day. I want to make this your day, your world. Your, you hold this day in your hand. And who would have known that after we'd built that incredible room that tragedy would strike our lives and, and I'd get paralyzed, that my son would get tragically killed. But in those things, man, you better know it's difficult to build a room then. You're searching, where where are you, God? But when he's on top of your house, when he's already got a dwelling place in your life, you can face trouble. And it can become the best time in your world. The best time in your world, because it's breakthrough time. It's breakthrough time. And right now, I've said enough tonight, it's breakthrough time, guys. And I'm closing tonight. And as I close, I want to pray for you. Like I said, I want to believe God for miracles all over this place tonight. Sorry, just checking the mic. The other day I was in the church and I took a drink like that and the end of the mic went right into the water. (laughs) And everybody in the technical department was like, boo, we don't like you. Anyway. I really believe here tonight that God's presence is all over this room. That there are people right now, some of you have already been unlocked because God came when we praised him before, when we took a praise break. In fact, sometimes the best thing a church can do is just take a praise break. Right in the middle of nothing, just take a praise break. And we did that tonight, and I felt that they cha- I felt the scales shifted. The scales shifted. On, so who is that, by the way? You felt the scales shift tonight. There's people here that felt that happen. Can I just see a wave? Yeah, right there, right there. In fact, all over, yeah. God bless you. The scales shifted, and your miracle is right there at the reach of your hand tonight, Okay. Your miracle's right there. I want to anoint you tonight, and I believe to anoint you is that the power of God would come on and shift everything out of the way and enable you to live in that realm of the supernatural breakthrough of God where he gives you an insight into your victory won at Calvary. So tonight, right across this meeting, I wonder if you'd bow your heads and just close your eyes for a moment. Father, I thank you right now that There is incredible, incredible love in this house because you've invaded the atmosphere. Your presence is all over here. God, we've we've made room for you tonight. We've shifted some of our agendas aside and we've made room for you to be dead center of our focus tonight. God, we've shifted some of our mindsets aside tonight just to say, God, we want to make this an incredible moment where we encounter your love. And God, right now, We embrace this moment of your glorious power and your love all over this room. And we ask you, Lord God, to bring miracles into this place right now. 
in Jesus' name. And friend, right across this house, while heads are bowed and eyes are closed, maybe you're here tonight. Maybe you've never ever had the opportunity to say, God, my life is so cluttered. My life is so jam-packed with self and with the cares of this world and with, with just a messed up life. But God, tonight I want to just make a room. I want to rip off the ceiling of my own mindset and I want to make room for you in my heart tonight. And maybe tonight God's called you and said, hey, this is your moment. This is your time. And God's knocking on your heart tonight. And he's, maybe he's walking by. Maybe tonight you felt the presence of God in this meeting. And he's saying, hey, I want to be a part of your world. I want you to let me in. I want to be living in your life. And friend, I'm going to ask you right now, wherever you are, right across this place, if that's you, and tonight you're saying, man, I, 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 can get, I understand that. That makes sense to me. I need to let God take rule in my life. I'm going to build a room for you, God, and I'm going to let you live in my world. And if that's your friend, would you mind just putting your hand in the air? I want to pray specifically, believing for a miracle for you tonight. So if that's you, hey, Don, that's me. I want to make that room in my life. Yeah, God bless you. Who else is there tonight? Thank you. Who else is there? Just lift your hand real quick. And God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Somebody else right now. Don, that's me. I, I, my life's dark. God bless you. Thank you. My life's dark. Somebody's saying right now, my life's dark. It's confused. I don't even know where I'm headed right now. But God, thank you. God bless you. Yeah, God bless you. That's awesome. Thank you, Jesus, right there. God, we give you praise right now. Let Jesus come in and live in your world and give him the number one position in your life. Sometimes we want to crowd him in with everything else. But Jesus says, hey, I want to take the top room. I want to begin to lead you. I want to begin to direct you. I want to whisper in your ear at night, this is the way. Walk you in it. God wants to show you the way. So Father, right now, across this meeting, is there one more that would say, hey, yeah, that's me. I need to make that kind of decision tonight. If that's you, just give me a wave right now. If I haven't already seen you, give me a wave. God, I want to pray for you tonight, and I want to believe for a miracle in your life. Yeah, God bless you, sir. God bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody else tonight? I just really feel the power of God right there on that. I believe this is time, friend. This is your time. It's like a divine, I would say this, it's a divine appointment for somebody here tonight, a divine appointment. In other words, the road you're on is leading you to destruction. And God says, tonight it's turnaround time. And I'm walking by your world. I'm walking by your life tonight. And right now God's saying, here I am. Will you invite me in? Right there. There it is, right there. Who is that, please? Just lift your hand. Give me a wave. Give me something that let me know that that's you. God speaking to you. Yeah, God bless you, honey. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Why don't we all stand to our feet right there? And I'm closing tonight, and uh, I don't want to close without anointing everybody in the house. I just feel that significant because the oil represents the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit comes, man, you've got no idea how incredibly bold and courageous you become. Fear of man. People talk to me consistently about how afraid of people they are. Afraid to step out, afraid to, to, to walk the talk. Uh, in church on Sunday, they're okay, but during the week, they, they're zipped, they're clammed up. And I want the church to be a living church outside of the four walls of church. That's my heart. It's my goal in life to 
motivate as many people as I can to trust God that He would fill you and you become the church to our world. And wherever you show up, He shows up. And that really is the heart of God, incidentally. It's not about the four worlds. I'm 100% church, but it's outside of these walls. Here's what I'm going to do, okay? I, I just feel to pray for the people who lifted their hands. In fact, I'm going to say right now, if you lifted your hand or you know you should have, is it okay to invite you? Is it okay? Can I do that? I want to invite every person who lifted their hands just to come to the front tonight. Is that okay? I want to pray specifically for you. I want to believe God right there. Just come, come. If you lifted your hand, I'll hand that to my beautiful wife, Julia. I'll get that in a minute. I'm going to believe God for you. If you lifted your hands, man, I need to make that room in my life for God. I need to build a room. I need to construct a room. Because let's be honest. Let's be honest. I think we sometimes just need to be honest. And, and just say, God, I need you in my life. God, I need um, I, I need to allow you to have room. There's, there can be a whole lot of stuff that's in the way. You know, we can have our rooms and our life cluttered up with all kinds of thoughts. All kinds of stuff can clutter our life and our room. And I think sometimes, Jesus, I'm, I'm, I'm ripping the roof off. I'm going to make room for you in my life tonight. I want you to be not only Saviour, but I want you to be Lord over every decision, Every call I make, I want to allow you to be that master in my life. Jesus, I give you total authority. And people have come from all over. I want you to pray this prayer with me. If you say, In fact, right across the building, let's pray this prayer. And let's make this a prayer of our lives today. And just pray this, will you? Right across the building. If you're standing on the altar, make this your prayer. Say, Jesus, I'm lifting the roof off. I'm opening my heart up before you tonight. I'm exposing everything in my world because I want you to come in and dwell in the top level of my life. I want you to be Lord and Saviour over everything in my world. And tonight I give you my life afresh and I ask you to come in, live in me, move in me, and be my Lord in Jesus' name. Give Him a big praise right there. Come on, give Him a big praise.